So how's your week been, man? Anyway. <sighs> um, it's been okay. I'd say it hasn't been amazing. It hasn't been too bad, but not there's not really been anything going on. I've just been waiting for the gyms to reopen, which is tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm just deciding, like, yeah, this is it now. This is a sign from God that you've got to smash it. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get yeah. in there tomorrow, two hours of, well, no, an hour of cardio, and just in terms of weight training, however long it takes is however long it takes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I got the day. You yeah, the like, day. I want to smash yeah. I want to smash the, the, the cross trainer, and I want to smash the treadmill. Like, I just feel like this this lockdown it's been good but i haven't because i had that sciatic problem it's yeah. kind of like um on the cross trainer you can you can still get a cardio in and still be in pain if you know what i mean whereas <laughs> where you know what I mean? you know what i mean though like it's not it, but whereas screaming I, whilst you're, whilst <laughs> you're on the cross trainer yeah but, ah. <laughs> well that's the thing with the cross trainer it, it it supports your knees and all that kind of stuff yeah no so, it does it definitely whereas does. like going on a run and all the different terrain and stuff it just hasn't happened it's been freezing so I, I I don't know about you. Just you. Got to be careful when you go to back to the gym that you don't do overload it no. and injure yourself. You but know what I, mean? I, I feel like I don't know about yourself, but with me, like I've just felt like there's been a build up of fight or flight energy that I just need yeah, to yeah. discharge in the gym. Like frustration of just. Mate, I'm desperate to get back. in Yeah, there. like I've been De- working like, it's loads. A desperation. It is, isn't it? It's, yeah. I put a status up the other day and just said like, finally, the governments have realised how important the gyms are to people's mental and physical health. And it's so true, man. Like, it's it, it's a staple for me and you. A staple. Yeah, take, take that away. And it's hard for me to keep a routine because I'm like, usually it's like, right, okay, when you finish work, you'll go to the gym and you'll eat. Whereas you take that away, I'm like, okay, right, I'll eat. And then you end Do up you eating a little bit more. <laughs> Do you know what's not so? Remember when you weren't going to the gym. Like, th- think about how you're talking about the gym right yeah. now. And think about when you weren't going. Imagine all that energy. What I know. What, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like... Nuts to think about. Yeah. Like, when I was at my worst, I wasn't really training. And I think, well, as much as, like, when 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 you have, like, a panic attack and stuff, it sneaks up on you like a bitch. Do you know what I mean? It sneaks up on you <laughs> like a ninja yeah. assassin, mate, and just <laughs> completely takes you off guard. But the problem is, is usually before leading up to that point you're not doing all the right things like yeah what could i expect when i wasn't going to the gym i was eating like crap um i wasn't i wasn't hydrating all the time i wasn't spending time with nature i wasn't doing any mindfulness because in all honesty i didn't really know what it was like i feel like from the age of 15 the gym has just been such a good outlet for me even though i didn't know what mental health really was and i didn't mm. at that point i was so ignorant to what mental health issues actually were but i just know, knew that when i went to the gym i felt much better does that make sense when, when did you stop going to the gym i think i stopped going to the gym when it was a vicious cycle of putting more i was putting more weight on at lancaster as you know and then <laughs> i was just getting lazy and in all honesty, I was having a lot of fun just being with the lads. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just but I can't remember because I remember I used to see it was. I then. used to see you in the gym religiously. Like I used to see you in the gym absolutely religiously, like banging out the biggest weights. Yeah, like, comp- like destroying people. <laughs> yeah. and I ca- I can't remember the time. I ca- like, I can't remember when it stopped. The good, the you know what I mean? Well, well, the good thing is, is I went to the gym before the lock- last lockdown and I managed an 140k bench press with my strength still there and I'm yeah. still happy with that but I think it was a combination of when I quit walkabout and obviously like I was with Emily and enjoying life and being in a relationship and eating food and she's got a really fast metabolism so she never puts weight on whereas with me if I eat massive Chinese like you can tell the next day you, you can tell in my face you know what I mean particularly in my yeah, face yeah. but yeah. then I kind of feel like it was more of a gradual process. But I've always said from day one that the gym is always there for you to pick back up on. That you can always mm. go back to it. It's not like, well, you've stopped going for six months, you can never go again. It's always there waiting for you. It's like an old friend into t- or an old <laughs> family member. They're always going to be yeah, waiting yeah. there for you. And once I, s- like, once I stopped going and I was enjoying time with you lot, and I just, I don't know, man. I, a part of me just stopped loving it, you know what I mean? But... I had that much stuff going through my mind. I feel like there's a with with extreme like 
mental health issues, which is what I felt like I was going through. I think there's a grace a grace period of deniability, um, also just not wanting to do anything, trying to figure it out for yourself. Do you know what I mean? So I felt like maybe you know, as much as I do love the gym, having that break was good for me because I was with the lads. Yeah. I was happy. It gave you the passion it, back. It, as well. it took my mind off everything that was going off um, with my sister because at the time, obviously when, when my sister did pass away. Um, I, I moved. I ended up moving out like it was only like a year after, because I just when I was at home at that particular time, like I couldn't deal with it. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to get out. And then when we were at, when we were at Lancaster, it was all. It was just like it was just such a laugh. And mate, some of my best memories of that. Exactly. Yeah. Still to this day. Mate, to this same, day. same. And and again, I feel like again, I'll say this. Well, I'll just say this, right? Mental health takes years to figure out. And I felt like for me, it took years for me to accept that I was going through like severe anxiety, grief. And I feel like the quicker that you can accept that, the quicker you can start implementing the stuff that's actually going to help. Whereas with me, I'd feel a negative emotion. I just want to run away from it. But especially, a lot of people won't tell you this, but especially if you're going through like a, a, a grief or a loss, like people should just say like, listen, like it's going to be shit for a while for you. You're going to have moments a lot where you just feel like complete crap, but it's okay. Do you know what I mean? So if it's yeah. okay, then you can start accepting that even though I'm feeling like this, it doesn't mean that I have to you know, self-destruct and, and ruin all these other aspects of my life. It's okay to to be a grieving brother and, and break down occasionally. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before I was like, nah, nah, I shouldn't be feeling this way. In reality, that, mate, that wasn't the case at all. It was just... It's, it's a whole... The whole point of this, or w- one thing that's come out of this podcast, is we've we've given people, like, we've allowed them to believe that it's okay to feel the way that they're feeling. Like we have people, we have people reaching out to us, th- saying, "Oh, um, I'm so glad you did this because I feel this way too." Yeah, and it's just, it's just, uh, it's. I think one thing that, oh. In fact, Tyson Fury said this in an interview the other day. Yeah. They said, he was asked, what makes the people's champ? And uh, what makes someone the people's champion? And he said, what makes someone a people's champion is being relatable and being uh, still going to the shop, still being that person that people can genuinely relate to. Yeah, yeah. For people who are struggling and for people who have struggled in the past, that's why people connect with this so much because... It's relatable. Yeah, it is. Most people, most people will have experienced what, in some way of an o- or another, very similar emotions to what we have. And this is what I needed because in society, like you'd look around and you'd think that no one goes through this kind of stuff. Like you'd look at Instagram and you'd think that no one's had a panic attack. When in reality, like ninety-five percent of people in the lifetime have had a panic attack. Yeah. And I felt, I feel like by us doing this podcast, it's. What I'm giving back what I felt I needed when I was lost. Definitely. So if someone's lost, I'm just like, well, I'm 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 glad that you've, you're listening because you're in the right place, sort of thing. We've we've experienced the highs, the lows, um, the, how to sort of get yourself back on track and and live your life. And I feel like for me that was like a, a grace period where I didn't go to the gym. That's what I talk about when I say grace period is like, you know. You're just figuring it out, man. Like it's such a different sensation to what I was used to. I was just completely thrown off. Do you know what I mean or not? And well, you were so used to being in control of yeah, your emotions yeah. and that the moment that they uh, feel out of they felt, mate, mate. I, 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 I have spoke about this, but like they felt completely out of control, man. Like yeah. I never felt anything like it at all. Obviously. When I when 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 my sister passed away, I threw myself back into work because it was just like a, dis- a distraction. Yeah, there was that music, so there was all that going on, and I just think that I never dealt with it. And then when you don't deal with something, especially to that degree, it stays like, there. Yeah, it stays there. And in my mind, I was like, "Oh, great!" Like, you know, even though this has happened, like I'm dealing with it okay, and and I'm not breaking down. I'm all right. Like, when the reality <laughs> of it is, I look back, I was having an amazing time on the Saturdays and then I'd, I'd spend all the Sunday 
because obviously I wasn't sleeping that much after uh, uh, getting in at like four o'clock yeah, in the yeah. morning. I'd spend the whole of the Sunday like crying, like trying. Really? To, yeah, yeah. I used to spend every mate, I would cry and cry and cry every Sunday, like from the moment mm-hmm. I woke up. It was like even though you hadn't drank, it was like it was the fact like you had. Do you know what I mean? And I, one thing I could not deal with was feeling tired or feeling hungover, but. Yeah, man, I'd I mean, cry. Yeah, I'd I know you struggle. You struggle with that even now, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got. I have to have a deep a sleep strategy. So, like I was saying the other day, I'll turn my phone off. I'll do progressive muscle relaxation, and I'll fall into sleep. Whereas before, like when, especially when I was at walkabout, even though it was only like I only did two club nights a week, I was doing the Saturday, and I was doing the Monday, and on the Sunday, like I say, I felt I felt fucked, mate. Like. I couldn't handle my emotions at all. I was, you know what I mean? When I look back, I was barely keeping it together when I felt okay. So you mix all those other things in. Like, for example, the story where I had a panic attack in Dublin. It's like, it's no wonder. Because when you're hungover, you just haven't got the strength to keep it in you. And it's all flowing out and you're just one big mess. Do you know yeah, what I mean? What's, what's mad though is that you weren't even hungover. You were just, mm. you'd just done a shift. And just the doing a shift made you... It was like once the high of working and being around that environment had worn off, it was like I was left with this empty, hollow feeling of I'm a sibling that's lost a sibling. I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? That's how I felt. How long How long was it until you stopped? Until you stopped, like, crying? Uh, I cried. I pretty much cried every Sunday and... Almost every night, to be honest with you, Fucking for hell. about May. two years, even when I was at Lancaster. May? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. People don't know <laughs> this, but I'd go to bed, connect with the music, and I'd purposely put on, like, sad movie themes, like, uh, no, Harry do, Potter I'd themes, make, I do the, I, I Titanic theme, Rose's theme. <laughs> mate, I do this. I, I've, I've got a playlist on... Um, on Spotify, that's yeah. oh, what what is it? Something like um, sad rock songs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes like, you need that release. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always, mate. I was I was just like you. I always yeah. found that music helped release that. Yeah, it did. It, it when you're already feeling a little bit emotional, you can put music on. Particularly like if I, well, one thing I've always done is I've always associated um, music with like a memory or. A memory, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. or even a scenario that doesn't exist that I've created in my mind. But there was one particular song that um, I listened to on repeat for like, mate, it was like a year. And it was the, the scenario that I had connected to the song was based around what I saw during the sort of when I saw my sister. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's sort of hard to, to, to talk about, but. I'd listen to it over and over and think about the same thing over and over. What and song over. was it, man? If you don't mind me asking, it's called and it's an amazing song. And I listen to it now, and I just I love it. But it's called Reflect. I need to feel loved, and it's like a a progressive house song. But but yeah, it's I've never heard it, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna li- I'm gonna listen to it <laughs> after this podcast. But it's just bizarre how like how much like honestly from the day that she died. For like about two years, I would play that on repeat. And <laughs> mate, my, my my mate Zach can like testify to that because <laughs> I used to like play with him all the time. And mate, I want to give a shout out to him and all because he, I've been on the phone to him today, and re- he religiously like listens to it every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, he yeah. lives in he's living in Norway now, and um, he well, obviously we upload it at eight a.m. and it's like nine a.m. there. <laughs> um, and he's getting it on at work because obviously he's working for himself and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah man, I love you, man. And fucking keep listening and <laughs> keep sharing it, man. And enjoy the best life in Norway. Because <laughs> yeah, was, he was talking about his lockdown measures, mate. And uh, it doesn't seem like in Norway it's been that bad, like. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was music fucking heals a soul, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I still, so when did... Uh, so two years at Walkabout. How old were you when you were like? I was like what, uh, what age was this? So I started Walkabout when I was nineteen, and I worked there for f- four years. So I was there till I was twenty-three, yeah. and um, had some massive, massive, massive highs. Met Emily there, obviously, um, towards the end of working there, and then I just 
it was a dangerous game when, you know, I started to dislike, like, in the last final six months, I was like, I can't, I turn up, I'd be like, I don't want this no more, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's that coping mechanism around my sister was gone. And then I was that, like, shit, I'm left with this emotion. <laughs> and now I fuck, I'm, now I'm really fucked. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I think ball work has a finite life for yeah. me. From my, from my perspective, I know that there's yeah, yeah. people out there that still work in a bar. Um, yeah. For me, it was a very finite thing where you put so much of your soul into the job. Yeah. Because you're literally, you're literally connecting with people for a living. Yeah. That's literally what you're doing. Um, and it just took so much out of me. It took so much out of me. Um, Where did you work? Did you work in a bar then? I worked in three pubs and two hotel bars. Oh, you did! I remember yeah. this. What, what Mate, the so hell? I used to work. I used to work functions at, at, yeah. at a place called the Motels in yeah, yeah. Etruria. So we'd do like weddings, <laughs> and you'd have all the emotions of a, like you'd be going to a wedding a week. Well, yeah. usually it'd be like two weddings a week. So you're seeing a wedding and it's like, you know what I mean? It's so yeah, positive. Mate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mate, I've been to so many weddings, but you just, you don't see just see weddings. You see weddings, you see funerals, you see yeah. birthdays, you see, like, you see everything and all these events and the amount of, the amount of fucking, like, emotion and shit that you had to put into it. Yeah, you Just do, to speak you? to people because don't forget, when you're, if you're going to a wedding, right, and you'll forget this, when you're going to a wedding, this like uh, you're surrounded by people that you look like you're so happy <laughs> by, you're having a great time. You don't want the bar staff to just be chilled out. You want the bar <laughs> staff to kind of uh, yeah. reciprocate that that feeling. And for me, working behind a bar, I was at this point. I think I had three jobs at this time of working behind um, a bar, yeah. doing these functions. So I was absolutely fucked. I was so tired. Yeah. And you're trying to be at your best and speak to people and try and like make them feel comfortable and because this is one of their happiest moments yeah and uh, literally one of the happiest moments in their life and you feel like shit so you've got absolutely pull that energy up and you've got pull that like all that when we're talking about in in one of the podcasts your your energy being like water yeah so much of that water has to go on these on these functions on these yeah, weddings yeah Mate, I, I, I completely get where you, like everything you were saying then about working at Walker, like I connect <laughs> with it, man. Completely connect with it. Ace, because it's like, it's low like I can't even remember how low the pay was, but it's low if you just <laughs> normal bar staff. Yeah, but the, shit. But the mem the memories that I made there, like as a direct result of me working there, like I, I ended yeah. up getting engaged. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. But like well, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> But I just feel like it was good to sort of channel my energy into the fast paced of, of the power hours yeah, of the bar yeah. at night. And I'd like to think, you know, I was accommodating to people. I was always nice to customers and, you know, I was, I was a fast worker and I've, I've obviously been a part of Double other people's measures. memories. When people think of walkabout, you know, hopefully there's some memories where I'm in there. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, <laughs> like I, yeah. I was, I was there and when I left there, like it was sort oh. of a love hate thing, man. I, at the end, I, I just got to a point where I was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing this no more. Like I need to do something else. But, when you talk Is about speaking to people, when you speak to people like that, and you're speaking to different people, like I'd speak to, like, I'd work in the week, right? And I, I spoke to some bloke. Um, this is when, like, my head was like, I felt a bit fucked, like, but I was all right, you know what I mean? It was after everything that had gone on. And um, he, he was just telling me a story about, like, how his dad died, and, like, we, we were speaking for, like, hours, like, because on a Tuesday night, like, no one came in. I was, like, speaking to this guy for ages, and I ended up, like, opening up to him. And it's like, it's almost like you're, you're someone's therapist. And do you know what I mean? As a bartender, yeah. you can be someone's therapist, <laughs> man. You can. <laughs> but th there's good times. But, mate, oh, I had I had a situation. I still feel so bad to this day. Yeah. To this day, I feel so bad. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. So it was, it was a, a year 11 prom, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, we only had, like, Coke lemonade and yeah. like j2o's essentially and we were doing table service because they were all they were all at tables and we yeah. were just going around doing table service hmm. and mate oh go on oh, go on go on go on never go forget on. this there was a table at the very end right and it was my last table in the section 
and I'd saved it till last. Yeah. Because uh, it was like in the corner, out of the way. Mm. Got there, and there was like, it was literally the furthest table, and there was like five pints of Coke and then a, a J2O, you know, like the, um, the purple one. Yeah, yeah. So I was carrying it over, and, mate, this girl had a... This girl had a dress on the same colour as what I'm wearing right now, yeah. uh, which is like a, a real light blue. And I don't know how, but but I slipped. And I, I didn't slip, but I dipped my tray and the J2O just went all over a dress. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mate, you just ruined someone's... Like, someone's been thinking about this dress for months. Fucking like, hell. Uh, they've been thinking about this night for months. They've been waiting on this date for months, and I've just come along all clutch and absolutely ruined this girl's dress. And I thought, "Fuck my life!" As soon as I did it, I, you know, when you you do something, and your heart just fucking sinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me, mate. Oh, spilling drinks on someone is the worst thing you can do behind a bar. Yeah, you feel like complete shit, don't you? Like, because oh. you, 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 there's nothing that you can do there and then to sort of <laughs> rectify it, is there, you know what I mean? Oh, mate. Yeah, I'm the not... The highs and lows of the job, though. Yeah, there's massive lows of the job, like, bottling up, cleaning, mopping, and it's not... And it's just like, mate, at the end of a walkabout, like, you know what it was like when it was <laughs> fucking at, like, three o'clock in the morning and everyone's gone out. The floor, just <laughs> crap, old man, like, crazy... <laughs> And, like, the amount of alcohol oh. that we would sell, yeah, like... Yeah, it was amazing. we get through, like... Mate, we'd get through, like, over, like, 20 bottles of Ye- Jaeger in a night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, incentives <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh. But eventually, I just got to the point where I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to just... just. I, I think what, what was happening was... Because um, there was one particular night that I worked there, and um, I was just working, and it was, like, 11 o'clock at night, and the music was coming on and stuff like that, and I remembered... At this, at this point in time, this is what I mean. Like I talk about how capable we are of handling anxiety until it gets to a certain point before we do anything. But even then, like I was massively anxious. I was always very, very anxious. Like, I remember I used to have this fascination with checking my pulse, and I used to think like I'd convince myself that like my heart was skipping a beat, and then I'd start panicking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'd sit there, literally, you can see it on camera. I'd sit there like this, and I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it, something's going on here, which is just mad. <laughs> but, I, I, but at work, I was at work, anyway. <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> Sorry, mate, man, that's no, fucking no, hilarious. No, 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 it's fine. Like, <laughs> these, are the, these are the crazy things. Like, I was always convinced that I was going to have a heart attack. I don't know why. I really don't know why. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah, yeah, like, I think it's because I was so anxious and I didn't even know. I was thinking, I'm going to have a heart attack and die in front of everyone. <laughs> so, like, that's going to fucking ruin someone's night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but no. I've, I've, just got, I've just got images of you holding your wrist or, like, yeah. just midway through pouring someone's drink well, and it, just, like, grabbing your wrist. Like, oh, my God, I've just missed a beat. Well, I was, ta- I was tactical about it because I did it under the bar, so no one ever noticed. <laughs> But um, anyway, what had happened was, after I'd done this, I wasn't even doing that at the time. But anyway, I felt my heart like flutter, if you know what I mean. Like, while I was like, like I think I was just sitting at the bar and I was like, fucking hell, like, this is it now. This is, I'm having an heart attack, like. When in reality, <laughs> I was having a panic attack. But yeah, So what, what I did, it was like, when I, when I talk about panic attack, it was definitely a panic attack when I look back. The only difference is it wasn't severe enough for me to really think about it after like, I had it. And then I sort of just went... <laughs> oh, no, only a heart attack, not that severe. No, but what had happened was I'd, I, 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 I just sort of swiftly went to the cellar because I knew the cellar was going to be freezing. And I spoke to my boss and he was like, yeah, I think you're having a panic attack. Chill in here for 10 minutes, relax, do some breathing. And which I did. And he's a great guy and all my old boss was. But um, like I say, I was doing some breathing and I calmed down and... And then I just forgot about it, man, and then carried on. But whereas the panic attack at Bet365 was... that I feel like the one at Walkabout was a little kick up the arse, whereas the one at Bet365 was literally like a fucking Titanic, hitch- <laughs> a Titanic ship hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stupid analogy. 
But you imagine like I'm just standing there and the Titanic's coming forward. That's what it feels like. <laughs> or like you're on a little you're on a little ship next to it, a tiny a little, little dinghy. Ca- a little canoe boat, and all of a sudden the Titanic comes past you and you're just fucked by the waves. You feel like you're drowning, don't you? <laughs> It's a bit of a weird analogy, but that's the only way I can describe it. Man, it's just <laughs> like oh, mate, complete. Fuck. It's not lunacy. It's just when you're anxious, the the, the irrational thoughts can just spiral out of control, man. Like, contr- like th- there is no logic to them at all. If I, when I look back now, I think it's incredible that I believed that I had. I've had over a hundred heart attacks. <laughs> so I've probably had. <laughs> I've probably had. I've I've survived. A thousand heart attacks, actually. I'll go as far to say that. This heart is strong. <laughs> because none of them were actually a heart attack. They were all just panic. And panic and panic and panic. But oh, you don't... Fucking <laughs> the sensations, though, you don't know, though, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a survivor. But no. <laughs> but when, you look, when I look back to it, I just think, like... The irrational nature. Once you overcome the irrational nature, that's I feel like that's when I start. I really started to turn my life around. You know what I mean, and do all these techniques, and then the and then your rational mind switches back on, yeah, which yeah. is the prefrontal cortex in the amygdala, which is like responsible for, like, say, uh, rational thinking. And once you've got that online, you're not worrying about all this stupid shit no more. Like I remember before. <laughs> it's just nuts. Like people, I'm sure people can relate to that. Before, like I, I've been to the gym, and you know, like how you, if you train like biceps, for example, like and you do a heavy session, sometimes like you'll feel a little bit shaky after, won't you, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was dieting and I was shaking a bit, and I was thinking, fucking, hell, I'm having a seizure. You know what I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm having it's a fucking seizure, hell, man. Yeah, yeah. And then it start. The thought starts off with it's that sensation. And then you start thinking, yeah, I'm having a seizure, and then it, and then it progressively gets worse and worse and worse. And before you know it, you're at full blown sympathetic nervous system dominance, and you're not thinking clearly at all, and you're just fucked. Whereas now I know these techniques that just keep you relaxed in any situation. Mm. So I feel like I'm actually glad that I went through that because now I know how. Now I'm now I'm now I'm calmer than I ever was. Like when I first started getting depersonalization, I used to think. Oh, I really want to just go back to how I was. But how I was was the person that got me into that state in the first place because I was a person of constant tension and constant yeah, yeah. constant unprocessed emotion and so I don't wish that because now I'm calmer than I ever was before. Can you do you feel like you were calmer? You're calmer now than you were when you spoke about when you used to have those suicidal thoughts or yeah, you're able to you're able to disconnect from them very, very quickly, identify them because you've got experience with them. Yeah. Well I used to so I used to get real angry. I used mm. to get super angry. Um just I hit out just used to like punch walls randomly. Just like <laughs> sorry about this. <laughs> just imagining it now, that's all. <laughs> I'd just get <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I once I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember what happened, but it wound me up so much that I went outside. Yeah, and you know them like plastic toy chests that you can get, like yeah. the big, like uh, from B and Q, you can get a big plastic, um, like a mini shed essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I, I just put my foot through it. Fucking hell! I just fin like. I had no, no reason to. I just put my foot through it. So I, I used to have like just massive waves of the like anger, mm. and, and uh, uncontrollable anger. So where you had like panic and yeah, like the anxiety side, uh, that was mine. Mine was just massive, just intense waves of this. Mm. Um, Those intense that, waves, though, like when you actually peel the onion, you think, well. When I look at all the stuff that we were we were running from, it's no wonder you've had those waves of anger. No, exactly. I think it comes out in, ob- well, obviously it comes out in people in different ways. Th- people respond differently. Some people would break down and cry. Some people would react very violently. Some people mm. um, probably delve into like eating disorders and. There's so many different variations, but all st- all stem from very similar scenarios of just 
trauma or yeah. or deep deep personal issues. Yeah, it's always. I feel like. Well, I don't feel. I know. And he, that Dr. Peter Levine talks about our traumas like the the number one most ignored thing in humanity. Like people just completely ignore it as if it's not a big deal and yeah. you don't have to deal with it. And like you just said, you end up. Like I've taken it out on Emily millions of times where I've just like not like anything like violent or anything like that, but just where I've just like been shitty mood and I've just been like. I don't know, just like argumentative yeah, for yeah, no reason. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because you, you take you take your, your your sort of frustration out on your loved ones, and it's it's just because they're the ones that you trust the most. So yeah. they're the ones that you you mm. feel most comfortable about being like yeah. letting your true self out. So you 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 let them guards down that we were speaking about. Yeah, um, yeah. You let so it's not just about letting things in; it's also about sometimes letting things out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent, and. Just kind of feel like um, you make you c- you can make it hard for the people around you because definitely you want to you want to drag them into the the shit that you're going through so you don't feel so alone. That that was my experience anyway. Like I always personally felt better when I knew that I was out with with um, say you that I knew at any point in time I could say Jack I'm having a panic attack here like I need your help. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're with a load of people. That you think, not that I ever really was, because all of our mates are really understanding. But say if you, I went, I don't know, like if I was at work, for example, um, I just felt like you know, if you, the, the the fear of having a panic attack is often worse than the actual panic attack itself, and it's often yeah, the yeah. thing that causes the, cause the, pa- the, the panic, panic attack, attack again yeah. and again because you think, well, if I have a panic attack now, I'm going to get fired, or I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to be in the office running around like a lunatic and everyone's going to remember this for the rest of their lives. And before yeah. you know it, you're in a pit of just complete, again, just irrational thinking, man. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it's important to have the right people around you. Um, that's my experience. Anyway, I don't really... I don't really know if you've had anyone in your life that's... Have you spoken to anyone in your life that you've had the same depressive thoughts as you? Because... With me, I got in. I, I started. I started speaking to people that had gone through over Facebook, who'd gone through depersonalization, derealization, and all that kind of stuff, because yeah. it made me feel a bit better. But yeah, have you have you connected with anyone that was in a pretty much same situation as you? Or so I've I've connected with people who've had like um, who've had depressed thoughts, but never. Mm. I don't think I ever really connected with someone to the point to the to the depth. That I went. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how it. That's how I'll describe it. Um, up until, you know what? There was one per. Funny you say that. There was um. There was one person, who, um, who saw at the time when I was about sixteen, mm. who saw that I was really struggling, and um, it's it was like. It was a member of my family, and they essentially they saw how bad it was, yeah. And they every week took me out of, like, out of the situation, out of Stoke, and we'd go biking, uh, and we'd go mountain biking, and that's why I picked up a new habit of mountain biking. And during this mountain biking, I met one of the like one of the blokiest blokes you'll ever meet in your life. Mm. Literally, one of the. Like uh, the kind of guy who'd fart and cup it and put it in your nose oh. to smell it, like uh, <laughs> that kind of like blokey bloke. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and obviously, I was like an emotional sixteen-year-old with floppy hair and listens to emo music, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he actually, this guy, this blokey bloke, took yeah. the time, and I was reflecting on this recently. Took the time and explained to me that. It happened to everyone, and these kind of he'd been through some severe trauma, mm. and he had real, real depressed thoughts like proper depressed thoughts, proper suicidal, real, real deep, dark depression. Mm. And this guy, who was like to me the life of the party, I've only ever known him as being this blokey bloke, this lad. Um, he let the most emotion out to me, and I was like, Oh my god. This guy is completely opening up, and he's also 
this really man like man's man, yeah, manly yeah. man, and that that was like a person that I was shocked by. I was that was like a real shocking moment for me that like, someone of that nature can be so emotionally connected and emotionally. Aware, yeah, it, it sort of goes against the core beliefs as men. What we've been taught that you know, men men don't share the feelings. Men, do you know what I mean? Men just get on with it. That's the sort of mentality that that we have growing up, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think for you, y- y- you finally see a, bl- a blokey bloke that's actually opening up. You think, you know, this goes against everything that I've been taught. Yeah, so it's, yeah. And that was at, that was about sixteen years old as well. Jesus. About 16 it was. Bloody hell, man. So, one thing that I don't think we've spoken about yet. Um, mm. This is episode 10. Yep. And that means end of season one. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's been ten emotional, hasn't it, to be honest? Mate, 10 weeks. It does not feel like 10 weeks. No. And we also, we did a couple, letting you in some industry secrets here, we did a couple <laughs> test runs before. So actually, <laughs> we've been doing this for like for like twelve, thirteen weeks. Jesus, John, you know nuts that is. We've stick, we we've stuck to this religiously. We haven't missed a week. Yeah, twelve weeks. Yeah, we've just literally met up on the dot when we've meant to meet and just gone on with it. And I think I think we're at a stage in our because I think mental health is is part of being a human. And we're all on a journey at the end of the day. And yeah. I feel like the journey that we're on is we, we've sort of, you know, I, I definitely feel like for me, when I speak about the irrational beliefs and stuff, I've overcome overcome a, like a hell of a lot. And I'm in a position now where I feel comfortable giving advice because of how far that I've come and how, how much I know that I can help people. And that was why me and you collaborated because I was sort of the anxious side of things and you were the depressive side of things. And we've both come out the other end like so strong that we are able to give people advice if they want to, yeah. you know, if they want to take, if they want to take it like, but yeah, man, we've just got on with it, haven't we? I think we've, we've I really think it's helped me to, because I, I remember when I first spoke to you, you said, um, you brought it up saying about, oh yeah, um, this idea about a podcast. And then you said, oh, well, I've been just sitting at work and I've been having like internal dialogues of just what I would speak about. And then I was like, mate, same, like, I had these <laughs> internal dialogues where I'm like, if I had my own podcast, what would I say? And it's almost like, in your mind, you, you've got this, this podcast going on. <laughs> so it's it's nice to actually, you know, make it a, a reality and, and actually say what we want to say and get it out in the open because I think a lot of people have benefited from it. Everyone that I've spoken to has said, you well, know, they've, they've loved it. And, you know, my doubts at first, I was like, oh, you yeah. know. People might Mate, not you didn't like even want to share it on your like you didn't yeah. want to share it on your you didn't even want to share it with our closest friends. Definitely. First. But again, look how much you've changed. Like Yeah, it's, yeah. It's been thirteen <laughs> weeks, man. It's just like, we're talk, we're talking about shit that we've we've been working on for over like three years. Yeah, and yeah. Just in thirteen weeks. Look at the difference in you. Exactly. Like, yeah. like look at the difference. You've gone from being someone who's shit scared of putting yeah. themselves out on onto a platform yeah so this person who's confident like who yeah. leads conversation who who leads um like different topics and yeah truly like a collaborator yeah like i got to a point in my life where i was comfortable with you know before just before the podcast i was comfortable with how far i'd come and how relaxed i was feeling but I was still like a very, very sort of didn't really want to speak out much. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. really want. I didn't know because of all the the bizarre nature of, of what I went through. I didn't know if people would accept it. Do you know what I mean? And that, I think that was my fear originally. But now, the best thing I ever did was just was just say yes to it to you and have <laughs> someone there. And that's another thing. Y- you were there to sort of. It's all about accountability, isn't it? Like you're going to show yeah. up. You, you're either going to show up or you're not. And, if you don't show up, someone's going to be there saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I feel like that's that, that goes for anything in life, whether it's the gym. It's always good to have accountability, which is why we've both got coaches. Because that day that you don't show up, or that week where you don't send them the information, they're like, "Well, where, yeah, where yeah. is it?" Like, whereas if it, if you trust yourself, you're like, "Oh, well, you know, um, I'll do it next week." And then you know, you, you keep saying that, and before you know it, you wasted twenty weeks. So it's good to have that accountability and just hearing you say that. 
we've actually been doing it for what 12 weeks pretty much it doesn't feel like that at all man it just no it does it's almost it's it almost feels like such a normal part of my life now like i couldn't imagine like these these the, <laughs> in, the, this, this next month is going to be strange <laughs> i'm going to be like oh on christmas day are we doing the podcast then jack or what <laughs> like, just come around some dinner like just just have a chat yeah. I will be calling each other, just having a podcast on the phone to each other. Yeah, because it's <laughs> exactly because it's as much for us as it is for the listener. And yeah, I feel yeah. that certainly from um, people that have, have um, messaged us. And one thing on our podcast is you can always message us in the strictures of confidence that we never mention names. Yeah, definitely. There's no judgment, you know what I mean? And some people need that. You need to be able to speak to someone that you feel understand you because even though we're not licensed mental health professionals i never really felt like any licensed mental health professional understood me you know what i mean and that's what irritated yeah, me more than anything and that that was part of the reason why it took so long to start sort of overcoming these th- th- this anxiety that i was going through is Mate, that's what I, that's what i was saying what makes you the people's champ what makes yeah. you like Tyson yeah. Fury said it. What makes you the people's chant? Being relatable. Mm. Be relatable. If I if, if if my therapist back in the day was relatable, yeah, yeah, it'd be completely. Maybe different. I would have reacted a little bit differently to how I was. I was very. Uh, I'd assumed that it wasn't going to work because you didn't understand me. Yeah, that was my yeah. mentality. Yeah, but that that's not just. I, I I don't get me wrong. Like I love people that practice like mental health practitioners and stuff, but. I just feel like there are certain issues that just sometimes can't. it's just nice to hear from someone who's been through it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like I completely agree with you that me- mental health professionals are incredible and doing an amazing job with people. But it's also nice to just hear two real guys just talk about real experiences that that they yeah. think really impacted their life and just like sharing stories and because everyone at the end of the day just like, waffling yeah and I, think, I feel like with waffling it's good because we've got that many stories that relate to sort of what we went through whilst we were going through all this crap and like I say it can, I, I just feel like you know we've definitely helped a couple of people especially during the lockdown I, I hope yeah, we've definitely. helped people and no definitely yeah. well, our whole goal I said mm. before season one I said, if this podcast helps one person or changes a person's day or stops a person from doing something stupid, yeah. then it's done its purpose. If it if it stops, if it changes someone's perspective, if it makes someone feel like they're not alone, if, mm. it, if it just helps one person, then it's done its job. And it has surpassed that. Massively. Yeah, I'll beat myself up for how many views we get and I'll say, oh, this didn't do that well or this didn't get that many streams. But in reality, the whole goal of this thing was to help just one person. That was all we wanted, just as as long as one person was helped. Yeah. And we've done more than that. Yeah, massively. Like, just, it could have been a sort of a a kick up the arse to just, for someone to to go and get the help that they needed, that they were putting off. Or to start that, <laughs> we spoke about diet a lot, so maybe start that diet program or keep that little bit of motivation through lockdown or just... Or yeah. maybe even create content. I know people who, yeah. from this podcast, have started creating their own content. You do? Yeah. Bloody hell, man, that's inspirational, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what what from the podcast? Let's, let's ask this question. Yeah, what, yeah. what has been your favourite... Which has been your favourite podcast to like listen back to? Which which have you listened back to the most, or which is? I honestly think my favourite podcast was two episodes ago, which was the one where you shared your story. Really? Yeah, yeah, and I've listened to it probably about three times. Really? Yeah, yeah, because obviously for me, like if I put myself in the position of a viewer, which I do obviously when I listen to it, it was just like. It was inspirational, like, you know, when I've always spoken, like, when you see my excitement when I talk about Tyson Fury and stuff. Yeah. When you were speaking about what you'd been through, I was just like, I was happy that I'm speaking to someone that not only has been through all of this, but has come out the other end, survived, and gotten even stronger from it. And I love, I love a story like that. That's why I love Tyson Fury and and your story. I love the, the, the... the the person that David fucks his Goggins. life up yeah. and then and then gets back on track 
and and then stronger than ever. You know what I mean? And and that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of like how I felt w- with you. Like when you were saying some of the stuff that you had, and I also felt like it was courageous that you were saying the stuff because, like, what what is it to be ashamed of by saying it? Like people, a lot of people feel uncomfortable like listening to this kind of content. But at the end of the day, like I feel like me and you are just real and. Like people that are listening, especially when you get up to the point where we were, they're obviously interested in what we've got to say. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. sugarcoat. We can't like sugarcoat the, what 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 Jack w- was doing to himself and, and what he was saying. And you can't sugarcoat me running out of Primark and having money. <laughs> 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 it's only funny now because I didn't experience them. They're not funny. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're terrifying. But yeah, when you actually get fucking a, hilarious to look back on. When you get a scientific <laughs> understanding of what's going on and you realize, you know what you can do it changes you, you just look back don't you like fucking yeah. oh, I was, like I was with Emily before and see I'm, I'm digressing again but I don't no, care no come on I want to hear this I want to hear this so we were in <laughs> in Primark there's a um, the, the, there's the lighting in there is really artificial isn't it? yeah yeah so it's, it's like, like that bright white light doctor's light yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I was in there and I, I was already anxious and I was like, getting warm in there and like we were just, and I was like to Emily, like I was looking around, and because the lights were making everything look strange. This was, by the way, when I was in the middle of, of the of the dissociation, which just makes everything look like a dream world around you. I was looking around and I was thinking, shit, like I need to get out of here. I need to get out. And then I ran out, and like Emily was like running after me, and like <laughs> when I think back to what that, were you seeing? What kind of things were you seeing? No, like it's just. Because it makes everything look like a dream world, it kind of um, the the best the best way I can describe it is: you, have you ever watched Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah. Do you know when they go into the underworld or the whatever it's called? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It upside every- down. The upside yeah, down. yeah. Like everything looks like that. Like people stuff. People feel like robots and stuff just doesn't look normal. So because the light was fucking with my eyes, I was thinking that I was going into it when I actually wasn't. Do you know what I mean? But that was making me anxious, and. Um, Everything just looked weird. Like I had, I had an obsession with. Um, this is one thing I used to do, and this is going to sound crazy, but I had an obsession with um, stuff being on inclines. And I spoke about, you know, so <laughs> yeah, like I remember I, when you said the the uh, balls on the slant. Yeah, and that was what that was what set me off in Dublin. You know, I was like, because um, I said I said to someone, I says, oh, are we go- are we walking uphill here or is it straight? Because <laughs> in my mind, like it was it was uphill. And, I, and he was like, no, no, I think it's just straight. And then, then I was like, God, I'm fucked here. Like, I need to sit down. <laughs> but it really is the scariest thing in the world, man. When you're stuck and you don't know what... When you don't have a... Su- Hold on, I can imagine you just saying, oh, oh, we're on a... I was like, we're on an incline. But this is what I'm saying. Like, this oh, is sound. But <laughs> that day, this is this is how extreme it got. That day, I hadn't, what I hadn't taken, you don't know this, but what I hadn't taken with me was my little tester ball. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) So, I brought a large ping pong ball. A large ping pong ball. So whenever I had that thought, I would put it on the floor (laughs) and see if it went, if it rolled, I'd be like, right, okay, I'm not going crazy. This is actually on an incline. <laughs> and I forgot me ping pong ball, man. <laughs> so that was playing on my mind even more. <laughs> oh, mate, how did you leave that out of the story? Oh, my God. That's one of I don't the know. But this is what I'm saying. The irrational nature of when you <laughs> when you decide. <laughs> basically, I, I, I was in that position. I, I'd come back. I actually think having the panic attack in front of you was the best thing that ever happened to me because yeah, that was yeah. no, that, that was the I moment agree. where I was like, right, you need to sort your shit out now. This is too far. You need to look in to how you can sort of recover from what you're going through because you can't live life like going like going like this. You know what I mean? And I, I was speaking to you no. all the. T- I remember speaking to you all the time. And yeah. um, you were saying like, yeah, yeah, and I don't know, man. It was just good, and I was. That's when I stumbled upon, like, all the the stuff that I preach about so much in the podcast, the yeah. semantic body experiencing, which is is basically, you know what I mean. I'm, 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 I feel amazing right now. So, yeah, but that ping pong ball, mate, was just fucking stupid. 
That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. When you look back, though, can, you know what I mean? You imagine what's going through my head at the time. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, no ping pong ball. I'm on over. I'm in an airport with the white light again. It was the <laughs> white light that did me in. Whereas before, if I was hung over, I remember like if we ever used to go like Manchester or something, I'd make sure I wouldn't get a hotel. I'd, I'd be like, remember when I always used to try and be like, can we all get a taxi back rather than staying yeah. over places? Yeah. Like, mate, we went to, um, oh, it was when David Hay fought and he lost. Nottingham. Um, was it Nottingham? And mate, the day after that, when I was hungover, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I, again, was fucked. Like, yeah, you did pick up on it because yeah, yeah. We, were, we were in a cafe and I was like, um, I pretended that I felt sick when in reality I was having a panic attack in this cafe. And I was in the toilet, I was like, right, okay, get, your, get your shit together now, like, you know what I mean, you're with all the lads. And it was one of those situations where if I'd have just spoken about it openly, it would have made me feel better, which goes back to what you originally asked, is when, like, with the podcast, I'm hoping that people realise that you can speak to people, obviously the right people, like, you know, you know what friends you can trust, or any trusted friend. It's not going to laugh at you. They're going to fucking support you and be like, right, okay, yeah, and try look and do as much as they can. Look at me and Lou. Yeah, like, but you need to get to that point where you feel comfortable telling people. And even if you don't and you're listening to this, it's good because I feel like even that might be a little outlet to be like, oh, okay, I understand these guys. Because the the sheer embarrassment that I felt in those moments was, 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 was horrible. Do you know what I mean? The embarrassment, yeah. man, was just... on. A, on I was like, nah, nah, this is... I'm, I'm, I felt like pathetic and worthless, man. It was just when I wasn't at all, I was just breaking down. Did you ever feel like that? Like, just I don't know. You just get to a point where your self-esteem just goes bang down. Well, I I felt I felt alone for a very long time. Well, I, obviously, my so my worst worst days were probably um, in high school, like when I was yeah. really young. So. I I did feel alone, but I felt alone yeah. when I was surrounded by the most people in my life. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause in school, you're surrounded by the most people. Yeah, I felt so alone. Um, yeah. And I was looking back, and the first time that I ever sh- I shared it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, it was you know that semicolon day. Yeah. April yeah. is it right? I'm gonna try and get this date right. I may mess it up. April 16th, I want to say. Yeah. April 16th, 2016. Mm-hmm. I shared a picture on my um on my Facebook and I drew a little um semicolon on my wrist, like yeah. in black, and I took a picture of it and I po- posted it on my Facebook. Yeah. And I remember people commenting on it like, is that a tattoo? Why would you get a tattoo? Like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But the once you've shared it, like once you've clicked that button, the amount of like relief I did feel just by getting some positive feedback. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, it was definitely the wrong way to do it because there were some negative ones, and it definitely I should have just shared it with my yeah. closest friend. I, I should have just, yeah, should have just kept it with my closest friends because there was. Um, that's what I mean. You don't need that kind of judgment, and that's why I no. say it's very important to when you're opening up to someone, it's people that you trust, not just like Facebook and it's like you've got people on there that you haven't spoken to in 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. definitely agree. I think get how I did it, um, I'm going to go back and tell that story about, so when I relapsed, hmm. I'm going to going to refer to it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to get everyone in a room and just let them know. That's yeah. exactly what I did. Sometimes you just got to get sit in a room with everyone, Yeah. have a few beers, have a few, if, you, if you're if you not, if you don't drink, have a few bloody lime and sodas <laughs> yeah get some cards out and just have a chat i just say guys i just don't feel i just don't feel good um well, when you did say that at lancaster that was when i was shocked and that was when i was almost like i was very very vulnerable at this point man this is when i was you know stuck in the embarrassment mindset and i was like fuck like he's coming to a room of lads saying this like <sighs> A relief, do you know what I mean? Yeah. A bit yeah. of a relief. And I was like, when you said that, I was like, right, okay. I'm, when he goes, I'm not going to say it in front of everyone, but when he goes, like, I'm going to, like, pull him no, to the side and speak to him. And, like, and then we, we started going on nights out and I'd bring it up. 
Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you get a bit yeah, of liquid yeah. courage, don't you? And then yeah, yeah. And it was just, it, mate, it just come from there, man. Everyone's got their own journey, but everyone needs to open up. Whether you're male, female, it doesn't matter. Anyone, but just even if you. So I've I've spoken to some people, and they find it that if they create their own content, if they write their yeah. stories, like they find it. Because um, obviously, for us, it, like we 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 love creating content we love this yeah, whole yeah. experience we've loved it um we love doing something new for you guys listening mm. um and sometimes that that helps people so maybe try writing your own story try writing it out like you're the main character yeah because you are the main character in your own life at the end of you the day. are you are like you're the one that's got to obviously live with yourself 24 7 so it's important that you're happy and and nobody knows your story like yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many... Like, e- even, what, we've done 10 episodes? Yeah. And, like, th- there is so much more that we could delve into. Like, we could literally yeah. sit here for, like, 24 hours and, and talk about all these different experiences and all that kind of stuff. But my biggest takeaway, if I wanted... If I had to say, the like you said, the most single and most important thing is people getting help. It is one hundred percent that mate. One hundred percent, like saving some. We could you could save someone's life at the end of the day. Yeah, but it's just that. And for me, also, is speaking out, speaking out, and then not only speaking out, but actually doing something about it. Like I'm a big advocate for do something about it. Like when I was at my most anxious, I didn't. Was not, I wasn't doing anything about it. I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't really complain too much. Like looking back, like. I was complaining, but I wasn't doing anything. When I started to take action, I started to shift my state in my life. And I actually feel like you did it all. Do you know what I mean? You commit to the yeah, gym, yeah. you commit to this, you commit to that. And yeah, man, you've just got to take, you've just got to take, ac- you've got to accept, haven't you, that something's going on that you don't feel comfortable with. And what are you going to do to take action on that? Are you going to leave it and just, you know, just carry on life like that, which I couldn't do? Or are you going to sort it out and, and try and live a happy life? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so what are you most excited about for season two? What What do you want to, like, what do you want to incorporate into the podcast? What What should we let people know is something that we w- we we're thinking about? Well, depending on feedback from people and when we speak to everyone, uh, I'd like to incorporate. Like, I want to actually for those who are anxious, I want to like share some techniques you know what I mean and actually sort of walk you through how to do it as such or even just provide links as to where you can get more information for it do you know what I mean yeah so like if someone's anxious it's like well yeah okay you've opened up now what can you do about it and then I can talk to them about you know well you you can do this 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 and this and all these can help and maybe I'm just excited just to just as like get talking to you and just opening up about more subjects because there's loads of subjects that we've got in the pot that we haven't spoke about. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, what what about yourself? I'm also actually I'm also excited. We've spoke about this about if you come back for Christmas, getting somewhere and actually meeting up. Yeah. yeah. Every you know three or four episodes, but you know over Christmas maybe meeting up if the rules and regulations allow it. Yeah, if they don't, yeah. that's fine. We, we won't be able to do it, but as soon as those tier restrictions allow us to actually sit two metres away from each other, but be in person, I yeah. think it'll be an amazing thing, and that's what I'm excited about, man, is actually being with you in the room. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? That, that, yeah, that's, that. so for me, that's that's one of the big, big ones. Yeah. Um, Another one is having a guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, having, having, having someone else to... Just having someone else to chat to, so obviously you guys know us quite well now. It'd be interesting to get to know one of you. Um, and people we've got asked. some, yeah, we we we've got some ideas of people, uh, specifically people who we we know really well, and we uh, yeah. and, and and trust us because it takes a lot of trust to have these kind of conversations and know that you're not going to exploit anything, know yeah. that you know that you're in a, in a safe space. Yeah, because it would defeat the object if <laughs> someone was feeling anxious and then they came on the show. And we just berate them. Yeah, and, and, and then they ended up feeling worse. That That's not the yeah. intention. The intention is positive energy and positive vibes. Positive isn't vibes, it? yeah. Yeah, positive yeah. Positive vibes. We're here to help people at the end of the day. Like I, when you said the other day about when you, know, when you donated to the Children's Ward because you felt like this need to just help mm. people, one of the beautiful things that mental health issues 
let's just say, I don't know if you, you know what I mean, but one of the big things about experiencing um, a, a hard time with your mental health is afterwards, you really, really do want to help people, don't you? So yeah, definitely. Um, I just, I'm just, I just love helping people. You know what I mean? I just, I, I also, I also want to want to throw an idea out there mm. that um, maybe a drinking podcast. <laughs> I'd love to do that, mate. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe a bit of a bit of a late night. Just uh, maybe yeah. for the next wrap up. Maybe for the next season two, episode ten. Maybe yeah. we do. Maybe so we do this with a with a drink. So we do it with a drink, and we just literally sit there. Doesn't matter how long. If we're on for three hours, we're on for three hours. Sit there with a beer, whiskey, whatever you drink, your choices. Mine's probably going to be beer and tequila, <laughs> <laughs> and um, just. Get a bit loose and just talk, man. Like, yeah, because yeah. we've had like, people don't know this, but when we've been drunk, like all the lads, we've had some insane conversations about mental health. Insane, haven't we? Where yeah. like people that you don't expect to open up open up, and you're like, bloody hell, you know what I mean? I wish I could get that on video. <laughs> I yeah. wish I had the you know the that spider, you know that Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how cool it was when we we're drunk. Yeah, so maybe maybe sitting down and having a drink together would make it so. Just you know what you just never so know what's going to come out. Yeah, so see in a, in a different environment. If we have to cut the entire thing, then we have to cut the entire <laughs> thing. Exactly. <laughs> it maybe maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll rewatch it back in the morning after we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Instant regret. <laughs> like what we were talking about with the social media. <laughs> yeah, but no. I, the thing is, one of the things that I'm coming to understand as well especially from the feedback of people is people really enjoy it when we just waffle and just talk yeah. about like everyday experiences. So I'm excited to do that a little bit more. Maybe we speak for a little bit longer, maybe an extra half an hour because I've got loads of people like the, the, some of the listeners are like, yeah, let's get it on for a little bit longer. Like Zach was saying, yeah, he yeah, loves them. If and just wants it a little bit longer. I'm like, okay, I'll take that on board. And because obviously uh, don't forget this, this cause some people out there will want it a little bit shorter. So yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever's listening, we we value your feedback. Uh, whatever, yeah, we do. Whatever you, whatever you people listening want want us to do, let us know because this is this is starting to turn into a community now. And yeah. when it turns into a community, we all need to we all need to contribute. It's just as much our yeah. creation as it is for. Uh, it's just as much for us yeah. as it is for you guys. Yeah, like we're all we're all. It's it's for all of it's us. Like we're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, we. <laughs> on a serious note, though, we are, and there's no point us doing it if no one's going to interact with us. But they have. But if you feel like you want to interact with us, interact with us. Do you know what I mean? Just just message us. Everything's in the strictest of confidence, and I just I just I just love it, man. Like you say, it's becoming like a bit of a family, isn't it? And well, I, I'm really. Pr- I'm really proud of what we've done for season one. I'm yeah. really proud of it, and I'm glad we could end it as well with with this, with this. Yeah, just, it's been just a nice podcast, just summarizing everything and just having it. We've just had a chat. That's all we've done for episode ten, and mm. what come out of it was a load of stories that I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea about. Yeah, and obviously I look forward to seeing everyone again in the new year. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Season greetings and all the rest of it. Have a good yeah. Christmas, etc. Well, yeah, the, we won't be back now until until first week of January. First week of January, that, yeah. That that's when we'll be back for season two. So, I think what we'll do in the meantime is, you know, we can look through the, the podcast that we have done and we can clip up some of the stuff. Just yeah. to, to, just, to well, there'll still be content on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, we're always going to um, put content out. Yeah. Yeah, what what we'll do is we'll clip some things. We'll keep it on YouTube. We'll clip some of our best bits and and make sure there's there's for people who need these or feel like they need them. We'll try and we'll try and make some of the best bits for you to at least have something there to keep you going through the weeks. Or even if you need to feel like yeah. you catch up, if you've missed a couple episodes, use this time to catch up. Yeah, and also, man, big shout out to Harry, younger brother from behind yeah. the scenes. He's, yeah. he's worth a shout out, Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, working his socks off. The you Instagram. know more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what he does more than I do, but he's been so doing a hell of a lot. The Instagram would not be how where it is or what it is without him. Like, 
All yeah. of the posts, all of the posts, they they go through Harry's creative mind. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He's helped me so much. Um, so yeah, completely shout out to Harry. Yeah, shout well, out thank to, you. Shout yeah. out to the, cause he's just, a, he's a student. He's got a part-time job and he's yeah. doing this just for me. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah. He's um, helping us out loads. So I appreciate it also. I appreciate obviously everyone who's listening, everyone yeah. who's listened and supported us and sent us a message, um, allowing us to create, what what we want to create and allowing us to to give back to this community it's so it's so touching and it it genuinely it means so much it means so much to both of us 100 percent, um, yeah and as lou said season's greetings to however you celebrate merry christmas happy yeah. new year and hopefully we'll see you in the new year in, in a better 2021 yeah, let's aim yeah. for a better 2021 yeah so please like, subscribe, and don't forget, check up on your strong friend.